Hello everyone and welcome to our conclusion episode of Pandemic Perspectives. I can't believe it, seven episodes, seven experts. We have learned a lot of things and heard a lot of different perspectives on this pandemic. And I am a little bit sad that it's already over. Yeah, that's very true. But in order to give it a nice wrap up to round it all up, Max and Isabel were so kind to summarize the main important aspects and the main important findings of each and every interview. So in order to listen to that, stay tuned for this last concluding episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our concluding episode of our podcast, Comprising the Marble Project. Throughout the past month, seven students from the Faculty of Arts and Social Sciences participated in a marble course investigating the corona crisis. The main aim of this program is to encourage students to further engage in academic research, which is why it is not only the course's aim for students to write individual pieces, but to come up with a common project as well. In this context, our students all covered various fields of interest, which are all somewhat being affected by COVID-19. As this Marvel course tries to investigate the corona crisis in light of other crises, trying to point out different implications of such a pandemic, the main theme talked about was that of narratives. We all aim to cover what kind of narratives are being referred to in the context of the corona crisis, as well as how they are being framed. Therefore, the following topics have been referred to in different theses. The first thesis aims to investigate the innovation-related narrative in the context of the pandemic, trying to observe how COVID policy narrative affects agenda setting and innovation policy. A second thesis focuses more on the relation between COVID and pre-existing issues, such as gender inequality, trying to point out how such an issue is being framed in time of the current health crisis. Another thesis focuses more on the social construction of COVID in the case of the COVID vaccines in Slovakia. Other theses concentrate on risk communication in Germany, the changing relation between politics and science, the solidarity narrative of the German government and queer refugees in Berlin, as well as the impact of COVID on health in foreign policy. But in addition to our individual bachelor theses, as part of the Marble Project, we wanted to present our findings to a broader audience and engage with our research topics in a more creative way, instead of simply a written format. We thought a nice way to do so would be in the format of a podcast, so people can listen to it and at the same time learn more about the corona crisis from different perspectives. Within our podcast, we wanted to not only recall and summarize our findings, but also go one step further and ask ourselves the question, so what? That means, what do our findings tell us? What are the implications of COVID-19 related narratives for this crisis? and also other crises in the future, or even society as a whole. How can we position our findings in the bigger picture? To receive more insights from outside perspectives, we had the idea to contact experts that are familiar with our different research topics and can provide us with expertise and experience, either in the form of professional work experience, research or personal experience. With this expert, each of us conducted an interview to discuss the different narratives we found, engage in a debate and learn how other people would assess them, which value they might have, what is critical about them and how they will potentially develop in the future. So the overall goal of this project was to create an added value for society by creating a platform 
that allows us to reflect on the current crisis, discuss different narratives, gain new insights and think about the future in light of what we found out. This podcast is the final outcome of our Marvel program. In each episode, you heard an interview with a different person who all had interesting things to say about our research topics and helped us to gain many new insights and we hope that you enjoyed the discussions as well. In case you missed one episode, we summarized the main takeaways of each interview for you. This podcast started with an interview about communication and the broader question was how should governments address a crisis for the public. I spoke to Jan Wörlein, who is a crisis management researcher and expert on governmental crisis communication during different types of crises. He explained to me that the crisis narrative of the German government was so effective in the beginning because it took into account the needs of the population and provided transparent information based on scientific evidence. He also explained why some crisis narratives that we have seen in other countries were less useful. For instance, the war frame, because it makes the exit of the crisis more difficult. In this episode, we learned that every narrative has an impact on how society perceives the crisis and which solutions are available. According to my interviewee, Governments can use this crisis, as well as previous ones, to better prepare for future crises, especially climate change, and to become more resilient and take into account some of the best practices in crisis communication he shared with me, such as coherence in a crisis narrative, acknowledging precisely uncertainty, or compassionate communication. The second interview was conducted by Adrian, who talked about the social construction of vaccines. Adrian has talked to Vladimir Sucha, who has worked for the European Commission on various posts, such as the Director General of Joint Research Center. The two have discussed the roles of scientists and policymakers during the pandemic, what the effect of the pandemic has been on the authority of science and how various kinds of technologies employed during the pandemic are perceived in different cultural contexts. According to Adrian, the main points he got from the interview was that according to his interviewee, The pandemic has shown that we need what he calls a new breed of scientists and policymakers that are bilingual. It has been noted that nothing much new has emerged during the pandemic in relation to how science and technology, such as vaccination, is perceived. It has only been accelerated in the times of the crisis through the help of social media and technologies. Paul investigated the relationship between science and politics. He interviewed Remco van der Pas who is a senior research fellow at the Institute of Tropical Medicine in Antwerp. Together, they discussed the relation between science and politics during the pandemic and how this relation might develop in the future. The main takeaways of their interview are that science and politics are not two independent realms, even though society always likes to portray them as that. Rather, they are closely connected and increasingly interact with one another. The current pandemic has simply made it more public that politicians rely on science when it comes to policymaking. Politicians refer to science to legitimize their decision-making. Remco has also pointed to the lack of public debate and that there is a need for extensive discussion about the pandemic and also the roles of science, politics and society. Concerning the public role scientific advice and scientists currently have, He believes that this will still be the case even though the pandemic is over. There are more crises ahead of us, most prominently the climate crisis. Therefore, scientific advice will remain an important part of politics. Last but not least, he also sees a need for scientists to take on more responsibility. 
They shouldn't only give their scientific opinion, but also participate more actively in society, for instance, by joining protests. Next interview was by Talia, who talked about the relation between science and politics. The more broader question was, how do you view the future of health in international policymaking and the US foreign policy? Talia has talked to a scholar from Poland who writes on Russian health diplomacy. In that sense, Talia discussed the interview's perspectives on Russia and contrasts these insights with the EU itself. Nikola was interested in the relation of politics and innovation. In particular, she addressed questions of how innovation in Europe has changed as a result of the pandemic and whether these changes will remain. With regard to the future, Nikola discussed how innovation in Europe could be made more crisis-proof, also in preparation for upcoming crises. In order to find out and also to have a rather medical perspective, she interviewed a chief surgeon from Germany, who has given Nicola quite some information about how these experts perceive COVID. According to her, the medical narrative around COVID has developed immensely since it has been downplayed a lot by the German authorities in the beginning of the current pandemic. The next interview was by Bela, who talked about politics and minorities. The more broader question was, how has the pandemic affected marginalized and minority groups in Germany and the EU? Bela conducted an interview with Willith Raza, who is an activist and advocate, and together they discussed the situation of queer refugees during COVID-19. One central theme that emerged was the narrative of, we are not all in the same boat. COVID-19 has shown the inequalities and injustices that refugees, and particularly queer refugees, have faced before the pandemic and are facing more severely now during the pandemic. These include the lack of accessibility to state support, psychological care and safe spaces to exchange experience and provide support. The last interview was about women in crisis. The more broader question was how are women affected by the pandemic and what effects does the pandemic have on gender equality? For my interview, I have talked to Lise Wesseling from the Department for Gender Studies and Diversity at Maastricht University. We talked about gender inequality and how far the current pandemic has impacted such an issue and eventually accelerated it as well. According to her, gender inequality has indeed experienced a rise during this health crisis. She argued that in times of such a crisis, we all tend to regress concerning these issues that we've all been successful yet before such a pandemic. As a professional academic, she mainly stressed that female academics carry the burden of working from home while taking care of children and their remaining family, which possibly leads to fewer female academics being able to publish their research. In her opinion, gender inequality is a kind of recurring issue since emancipation is never finished with the struggle of social equity being part of being human. Thank you to everyone who listened to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the episodes as much as we did and that the insights from experts provided you with some food for thought about the narratives during the corona crisis. Mm -hmm.